When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, I'm Ryan, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. We've got a special episode for you today. On Sunday, June 19th, Elliot Friedmans of Sportsnet reported that Pete DeBoer would be the next head coach of the Dallas Stars. Later that same day, I decided to host a Twitter space in order to get some fan opinions, and here's what they had to say. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome into uh, the Twitter space here. Uh, so... For those of you who have not figured it out or have been living under the rock for the past, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, um, it has been uh, reported by Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet that Pete DeBoer, former coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, will be the next head coach in Dallas Stars history. Um, There's a lot of strong opinions that I've seen over uh, Twitter, over Facebook, over all sorts of other stuff. So I thought it might be a good idea to go ahead and just start this Twitter space because I'm I have a, a different opinion that I think most people are from. But if you have any kind of requests or you want to have your opinion known, this is exactly what uh, this Twitter space is for. So uh, if you if you'd like to you know put in your two cents or what you think about this, um, please go ahead and feel free to uh, request to be a speaker and. I'll be uh, more than happy to uh, have you come in on this because it it, very, very strong opinions going both ways. So, um, Zach, I'll let you go and have the floor first because you were the first one. Um, What did you think 
about the signing of Pete DeBoer, next head coach for the Dallas Stars. I, uh, first off, I want to say I think I was like everyone uh, that that was paying attention to the coaching search. Uh, I wanted Mark Savard. I think it's relatively known that he would have helped a lot more. Plus, he's not a plus he's a newer name. It's not Peter DeBoer's not the worst hiring in the world. He's gonna help with the offense. That's really it. His def- his defense, his tactics are terrible. Like he needs a good coaching staff around him. It's gonna be rough on the defensive end if we don't, unless we just sign like defensive, more defensive, defensive guys. It's not the best. It's not the worst, though. I mean, I don't like it. Uh, he's a good regular season coach. He's not a good playoff coach. Can't really win a cup with him. I mean, I hope okay. I hope Johnson and Bork play. He does play the young guys, so that's a good sign, at least. So what what I'm seeing from a lot of people, especially, is they're they're just not happy with it. That seems to be the general consensus. Now the the people that seem to be okay with it, it it appears to be the safe choice, is what a lot of people are saying. And they think that this is completely, you know, Jim Nill trying to save his job kind of pick. And that appears to kind of be the case for me. I don't totally hate it, but I also don't totally love it at the same time, Zach. I'm kind of yeah, right there I'm, with you. I'm, yeah, I'm in that same boat. I don't think it's like a hill. I don't think it's like Nill trying to save his job, man, because I, I really do think it's, it's more likely that he stays more than we just don't renew him unless, you know, Yuri Lightning pops up as a name that we might hire if Nil's gone. It's it, I don't know. I, I really want to see the contract and I really want to see the presser. I want to hear Nil's opinion why Nil chose to bore over uh, um, Savard. I mean, look, I'm looking forward to next season because knowing Peter DeBoer is our head coach, that means so, the young guys will get playing time. And hopefully that means improvement from guys like Gurianov. Hopefully that means good production from Bork and hopefully Johnston. I really don't know if Johnston is going to make the team. I mean, there's no reason for him to go back to juniors at this point except to shatter more records. So who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see if those guys can get in. Um, first round exit, Ben, I'm going to let you have the floor because I know you're not particularly – uh, excited about this pick, but I, I also want to hear uh, what you think first round exit. So, what what do you think? First off, thank you for the uh, using the name there. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not my favorite choice, and I think that's pretty agreed upon with most of the fan base. I also would have loved to have seen Savard um, coming back to Montgomery, pulling a coach. Um, from a league that's not the NHL. It's not really like the NHL, um, especially with bringing new guys up with our prospects and stuff. In my head, I feel like there would be a little bit more plasticity in molding the coaching around these new guys. And when you pull somebody from another NHL team, they kind of have their system set in stone. And with the history of Dallas, especially with our veterans, they've had, what, four or five coaches, especially with Ben Sagan, and they've had to go through so many different systems. Um, I felt like with Savard, you could 
kind of mix all of that up with the veterans and the new guys and form something that would work for everyone. But when you pull somebody from another NHL team, they've got their ways cemented and you've got it. Everyone's going to have a different learning curve. And I feel like it's a mistake in the coming. And then with all the jokes about uh, DeBoer going to send Ottinger back down to the AHL, uh, never calling up prospects, going to rely on the veterans again. I mean, it, they're, they're jokes, but to make those jokes, you have to have some merit behind them. And I'm a little bit worried about how we're going to perform next year. Um, and another joke I was making, like, uh, you can't beat them, join them. We've eliminated Vegas the last two years. Um, I just, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table that's going to really boost Dallas into a cup contending team. And okay, so for for those of you that don't know much about Pete DeBoer, just to give some background, because there may be some people here who don't know that um, Pete DeBoer is the former head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and he had this whole uh, debacle drama thing with Robin Leonard, uh, the head the head goaltender, the starting goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, and that. When I, when I first heard that he was a possibility for the Stars, that kind of worried me a little bit. Because, uh, you know, Ottinger, he seems like he's the greatest guy in the world. He wants to win a cup here. Um, when, when I first started reading about him, I, w- I was a little worried. But I, I got to be honest with you. It, it, it's, it's a clean slate. It, it's a new thing. I'm, I'm not all that worried about it. Um, but I understand why you you would be worried about it because there's some history there between him and Robin Leonard. So, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and let Chris have the floor because he's been waiting p- patiently. So, uh, Chris, uh, what did you think about uh, the signing of Pete DeBoer? Uh, are you happy about it? You not excited about it? You're kind of meh. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out judgment. Um, mainly, I wanted to just talk on the fact that I read an article not too long ago that talked about. Um, don't remember where I saw it, but it talked about how the front office doesn't really want to shake things up too much and just go into a whole rebuild because they don't know if the market can handle it. They realize that the Dallas Stars market isn't like some of the other big name markets and that a full fledged rebuild is going to, you know, it's going to hurt the the fan base. You're going to see a lot of fan base fall off. Now, whether that's true or not, you know, we probably are not going to see at this point, but also, with Jim Neal only having one year left on his contract, I mean, how how competitive were we really with, you know, for some of these bigger-name coaches? So, um, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of my thoughts on that, and I'll let you guys finish up your thoughts with that. Well, and that's a very good point there, Chris, uh, because that's actually something I just talked about with uh, Saad Youssef of The Athletic. He put kind of that the, the Dallas market is very much – a, a market that needs to see some sustained success. So we always complain about, oh, why are we always this bubble team? And, you know, why don't we tear it down and just completely restart? Well, the reason for that is probably because financially it would not be in the star's interest, which makes a ton of sense. Now, I, what I want to do is I really want to pump the brakes a little bit because, and I also talked about Sod with this just uh, Friday, but we we really got to make sure that we don't put this all on the head coach because obviously if 
you know, the other guys in the start and the coaching staff for the stars, you know, Derek Laxall, Todd, Todd Nelson, if those guys had done a good job, then they would still be here and we would just be looking for a new head coach. So what, what Saad impressed on me is that, yes, it's important, the style and the uh, the way that he coaches the, the next head coach, which is Pete DeBoer. But it's even more important to see the kind of people that he brings in, who he brings in as assistants. And the really important thing about all of this is that uh, another reason why I'm not worried about Jake Ottinger is because the guy he really trusts, Jeff Reese, the the goaltending coach for the Stars, is still here. They retained him, and then they also retained, in my opinion, the best uh, video coach in the NHL, Kelly Forbes. So... I, I understand why people would be upset about this because it's it's not the choice. It wasn't even my choice. But what I really want to see is that when the formal announcement is made that Pete DeBoer is the next head coach, who does he bring in? What kind of stats does he have for those people to back up? Because, you know, like our penalty kill, it was great to start the year. Or it, it, it sucked to start the year and it got better. And then our power play, you know, towards the beginning of last season, it was great. And you, you could say at the end of the year, it was one of the absolute worst power plays in the NHL. So I, I think that's uh, really important as well. Um, any of y'all that are listeners down here, if you would like to put in your two cents about what you think about this, uh, please go ahead and request because th- this is totally about you guys. I want to hear y'all's thoughts because we have a podcast episode coming up on Wednesday where we're going to talk about this. So. Um, uh, Zach, I see that you I, unmuted. You got yeah, something else I, to talk? I will say, I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully, uh, whoever our power play coach is, uh, hopefully does the right thing and, uh, makes sure Gurianov is back to shooting one timers on the power play. Like he has a lethal shot. It was not utilized at all last year on the power play and putting Alexander Raj, a washed Alexander Radulov on PP one is something I do not want to see again. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm put totally younger options on the power play. Either a get them experience, or b if they if they're able to create scoring chances, put them on there. You need guys who can get that those kind of chances, or you know, resign Vladi Nemesnikov. I don't know. I like Nemesnikov here. He he was good. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the veterans do. You know, I mean, how much leadership Ben and Sagan and, you know, Pavelski have in the, in the locker room and, you know, how Pete DeBoer is going to utilize that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially considering that they've had problems getting their, you know, their offensive game going. So, yeah, you know, what do they what do they do to address that? You know, what do they do going forward? You know, I mean, because obviously it's like you said, I think you said, Zach, they've they've been, you know, around a few of these head coaches. So. You know, I mean, they've they've been through this before, and so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you know if their game steps up, especially with all the criticism for those two. You know, what I mean, so I think Sagan's going to bounce back, especially with an offensive-minded head coach, a guy I, I would want us to sign, especially if Klingberg walks, um, is Josh Manson, especially with DeBoer's head coach. Like DeBoer playing defense isn't the greatest, and if you get a guy like Josh Manson, who is a defensive mind, who is a defensive defenseman. Him getting him is extremely ideal now. Getting any defensive defenseman under DeBoer would be really ideal right now. Yeah, offseason moves are going to be uh, interesting too. So. I mean, I think we're going to be active because Neil, um, again, the contract year. I think 
we're going to get someone. I don't know who. Neil just needs to do something to get his to make sure he's back next year. And I'm kind of in the boat of kind of hoping Neil stays. I mean, his drafting has really done, has really done well, except for like 2018. So I, I've been happy. I've been fine with Neil as my GM. Only thing you can really improve on is being a bit more aggressive at the deadline. You need a guy who recognizes, hey, we can go if we can go all in, let's go all in. And Neil hasn't really done that. I mean, sure, the last few years we've been on the fringes. And especially if you're on the fringes and you're pushing for a playoff spot, you can't really not stand pat. Well, there's a ton of talent, you know, young talent. I mean, there's a ton of talent in Austin, you know, I mean, that they've got down there on the farm team. So, yeah, the talent's there, you know, so. So uh, let me go ahead and ask uh, First Round Exit, because First Round Exit, you just you just shared a, a tweet from Mark Lazarus, who's well-respected in the uh, – journalism world for the nhl um can you t- can you tell me why uh you shared that and 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 do you feel the same about what the tweet is saying hi that's a pretty good point um going over it this is about to be his fifth head coaching job um since 2008 2009 season um i, I know coaches get fired in the nhl just because Things change and stuff, but the the last sentence he has, but in the league of retreads, he's king. Um, just I haven't really formulated an entire thought on that, but um, it just kind of goes back to thinking like, why do we keep recycling uh, NHL coaches? Uh, there's so little. Uh, let me find the correct words for this. There's it's a thing. lot more rare to see coaches being brought up from lower leagues and you just see them getting shipped around kind of like our players. And I just don't think that's really the right option in this, uh, in our search for coach. Right. So uh, what you're talking about first round exit is there's this idea of a coaching carousel. So the coaching carousel is, you know, once you get your first NHL job, you're a part of that coaching carousel and you basically get recycled through multiple teams. So, uh, I mean, like Barry Trotz is in it, obviously, Bruce Cassidy, you know, all the big name head coaches and stuff like that. Um, But uh, one thing I I did want to point out, and this is something that might have gone under the radar. Um, He was the head coach of the San Jose Sharks before he was the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Obviously, the, I, I'd have to double-check on that, but I haven't. Um, so I'm assuming that there's a relationship there between Joe Pavelski and between Pete DeBoer. And it seemed to work really well for Joe Pavelski when Pete DeBoer was the head coach of the uh, San Jose Sharks. Now, I, I don't know if he was like a deciding factor in why Pete DeBoer decided to come or anything like that, but uh, I just thought that was an interesting thought. And uh, the other thing is, you know, I, I know that we talk about that he's he's kind of a, a recycled coach and he's been in, in multiple different places. But when you you have to look at the statistics and I think something Saad Yusef, I know I keep going back to him, but I just recently had an interview with him. Sorry, I keep going back to him. But he actually shared a tweet earlier that pointed out that when Pete DeBoer came to Vegas, they were a good, 
defensive team. They were a very good defensive team. But when he took over and he implemented his system, they became an even better defensive team. And to the point to where I think they won like the Jennings Trophy, which is, I think it was like the, like the be- I don't know, it's least, like the best- least amount of goals allowed. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Th- thank you, Zach. I couldn't think of the right word there. But I, I thought that was interesting, too. Um, do any of you guys have thoughts about any of that? I mean, I think he is – I will say this. He is a perfect fit with us. And as much as I hate saying that, he really is. It is kind of like that Vegas scenario. The Stars are a good defensive team. They really are. Implementing a more offensive system is going to be good. You can get them to play actual two-way hockey. And I think it's it's very needed. Again, I've been saying for a while DeBoer's not the worst option. I mean, hell, it could be what Boston's doing and with David Quinn as the goddamn front runner. So, you know, but he also his forechecking his for his style of forecheck is gonna help Miro t- a ton. Hell, he might get Miro finally some more Norris recognition in, in this league. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I think all I think all in all it's an improve uh, it's a hell of an improvement from Rick Bonus hockey and I was in the boat of wanting him fired midseason so <laughs> you know it, I wanted to see an offensive system and I think it it's going to be exciting hockey I think that's another part of it it's exciting hockey when you can play offensively obviously but the board's also going to help help with forechecking staying in the zone it's he's going to get shots on net. That's the big key. He's not a coach that's the biggest on puck possessions at times, but just getting shots on net, that's his main thing. And obviously, you know, every shot on net is a scoring chance. So and I think it's going to help a ton. For a while, there's more shots on net. So. Yeah, and that's one thing that I've, I'm really hoping that we can get going. And I... I I know I thought more about this too, and I was just like, oh yeah, I really want an offensive-minded coach. Because, I mean, who doesn't? Because it's more exciting, and if there's anything that the Stars are really missing right now, it's it's offense. They need more goals. And, I mean, we, sh- I mean, we should have won the first-round series with the way that Jay Gottinger played. But we couldn't score goals, and we couldn't score goals at the right time. So I, I think that with Pete DeBoer, it's a better fit for – the stars, and I think he will get more out of uh, the veterans, especially. And I'm, I mean, I know that you guys are saying that, like, oh, well, Sagan needs a bounce back, but Sagan came back from a torn labrum, and I still think he scored 27 goals this year. Now, I, I know that he's not, it wasn't of the Tyler Sagan esque, like we expected him to see, you know, like five, six years ago when he was one of the best players in the NHL. But he was still effective, and he still scored goals. The one that I'm most worried about, and I talked with uh, several people about this, is Jamie Benn. So where does, in a Pete DeBoer system, where does Jamie Benn kind of fit in on all of this? Because, I mean, is he still a second-line winger? Can he still be effective in a Pete DeBoer system? Or is he more now like a third-liner checking forward? Because uh, that's something that I'm, you know, really interested to see uh, how it goes along when Pete DeBoer finally gets his system going in. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. I want to see. Yeah, I want to. It's a. I feel like that depends a lot on 
what DeBoer wants to do with him. You know, does he want to play him at center? Or does he want to play him at the wing? And, you know, if Maverick Bork's going to be up, you know, does he want to put, you know, Ben with a guy like Maverick Bork to teach him the ropes a bit? Or, you know, or same thing with Johnston, you know? Uh, do you mind if I link a tweet, by the way? It's from... It's from David Castillo. He did something on DeBoer. I think it's very interesting. It Go right just ahead. Shows offensive Go right system. ahead, and we'll talk about it here in a second. But... It's, four, it, it's four check style and offensive zone play. Okay, cool. So... Uh, I'd be interested to see that. Hey, Stars fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, uh, Hunter, I'm going to go ahead and bring Hunter in here because he's a he's a good friend. Uh, Hunter, um, what do you think about this whole thing? Uh, do you do you like the fact that he is uh, going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Stars? Do you think he's going to be a good fit, or uh, what do you think? Uh, just it's a mixed bag for me. Sorry, I had to leave because it was I wasn't hearing anyone. It's just a mixed bag. I'm not. Uh, at first, I was I was kind of like a little upset because. I've heard a few people say it, and I kind of agree. Like, it's a bit of a – it seems like a bit of the lazy hire, like the, the easy hire. And I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, the best hire. Uh, I know ever, a lot of people wanted Savard just because we we're kind of transitioning into that younger core. Um, and, you know, he'd, and, and you would think just because of, you know, him coaching in juniors, he'd be, you know, a decent coach for that. Uh, I, again, I, I'm not very – I wasn't – I was kind of leaning towards not being excited. You know, I'm I'm definitely one of Bones' most more outspoken, you know, uh, defenders, or I was, anyways, um, during the season. And you know, I, I completely understand people's frustrations uh, with that. But you know, he's also like kind of he's had his season ended by Bones two of the last three seasons. That's something to note. Um, on the more positive side, though, you know, he's in his 14 seasons, he's been a head coach. Um, and even if you just can count his last 11, because in his first three years in Florida, he didn't make the playoffs. Um, he's made two cup finals and five conference finals, you know, um, and he's been fired four times, but, you know, it's the NHL revolving. The NHL is not very, there's not a lot of tenured coaches, I guess, in with one team. And uh, that playoff record, you know, that is something that that's a, that's a positive. And that's definitely, you know, that's a pretty good playoff record, uh, I'm now starting to just ramble a little bit. Um, I think you were mentioning Jamie Ben. Uh, so this is the last thing I'll say. Is that correct? Yes. I, um, I think you're saying is he a second line winger? You know, I still think he is. I still think like he can be like 
you know, especially if, if DeBoer being a more attack minded coach, you know, there's no reason Jamie Ben couldn't maybe have like a 25 goal, 55 point season still while being like, you know, a pretty physical present, a physical presence um, as he is. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if he will or not, obviously, because he's a power forward over 30 who's aged another year. And that's a problem, uh, just especially, you know, especially after that core surgery, he lost his shot. So we'll see. I know DeBoer, you know, in San Jose, they had the two defensemen slinging it from the blue line. So he's also like Pavelski. He's not, he's nowhere near as good as Pavelski in front of the net, but he's, he's another player like Pavelski. He's, he's decent in front of the net. And maybe that's something that can, you know, help him find a little bit of a scoring touch again, but I'll let someone else speak. Just a small thing. Uh, DeBoer, uh, like when I think when he was in Vegas, he, he has, when he played us, he has praised Pavelski a lot. He's probably a guy he wanted to be back with. I did think that played a factor, but he's he's praised Pavs a lot. I mean, if he utilizes him correctly, which I mean, if it's I mean at this point anyway will be correctly. You know, I don't really care if he's net front anymore, but he will be with with DeBoer most likely. That's how he used him in in uh, San Jose. So it it's going to be interesting. Uh, I know the stars are also connected to Jeff Petrie if we lose Klingberg. Yeah, I don't know about which that. Which is very interesting because if you look into it, Jeff Petrie had a really strong end to the season with uh, Martin St. Louis. So if we lose Klingberg, I mean, if Montreal is willing to retain salary, it's really not a bad option. And I know he's older, but yeah, and I'll, he had a I'll strong go ahead. End. I'll go ahead and jump on that real quick, and I'll tell you all my thoughts about Jeff Petrie. But uh, I-, I think Jeff Petrie would be an okay fit for the Stars. Um, he seems like he's a he would be really good to uh, play, as- especially with Mira Haskinen. And uh, the fact is, and the reason why I think they're really looking at him is because he's a right-handed defenseman. Um, one of the things a lot of Stars fans are talking about right now is the fact that Mayra Haskinen has been playing on his weak side, the right side, um, for several seasons. And that's just because he's such a strong defenseman. He has that ability to do that. Now, he hasn't been used to his total effectiveness because he hasn't been put on the left side. If you have a player like Jeff Petrie who can play on the right side, who can play with Mayra Haskinen, that allows Mayra Haskinen to open up and play more uh, offensively, and that's really what you need from him at this point. His defensive game is elite. There's no arguing with that. But, um, y- you know, he really just needs somebody to play with, and right now that doesn't exist on the Stars roster, in my opinion. So hopefully, I, I-, I don't know if Jeff Petrie is the answer, but I do think that they need another defenseman if Klingberg is walking. And the fact that there's smoke there that Jeff Petrie may be on his way to Dallas. That leads me to believe more that Klingberg is not resigning in Dallas. Now, uh, let me go ahead and talk about this for a second because it kind of makes me excited for the reason why. Uh, well, actually, first round exit. You look like you're about to say something. You have it unmuted. Why don't you go ahead and say what you were thinking? On our defenseman front, um, I'm hoping this kind of changes with a new system. But everything feels a little bit lopsided. I mean, going back so many years, there's always been just one weakness that has tormented us. I mean, for the past couple of years before we had uh, Bishop come as goaltending, 
we've had issues with offense in the past and defense. Um, and right now with defense, I mean, with Suter, uh, what was the name I was looking for? Um, scored fourth goal in the Winter Classic. I don't know why his name is escaping my head. Uh, Sekera. Yeah, Sekera, thank you. Suter, Sekera, they're just unimpressed. Um, I really wouldn't mind seeing Klingberg walk. I've never liked him. He's always, even though he's a great player, I just feel like he makes too many mistakes. Um, no one tell Austin McDonald this, but Yanni Hockenpah hasn't exactly been the most impressive player. He makes some good plays, but sometimes he can also be a traffic cone. And I understand that with Miro being on our blue line and hopefully getting some prospects up we could beef it up a little bit but that's something I'm a little bit worried about coming up next season that may be a little bit slacking because it just seems like third and fourth line that just tapers off pretty steep and if we have Klingberg walk uh, it's just going to get weaker but I don't really want him staying give me Josh Manson that's 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 who we need he's a perfect fit is Josh Manson a right-hander He's a right-handed defensive defenseman. Okay, that might be a good, uh, a, a good uh, option for the stars. But uh, let me go. And by the way, before I get into my next thought, because I have a lot of thoughts, I I like to ramble sometimes. But if anybody who's a listener in here, if you have something to say, uh, please don't hesitate to request uh, to speak. And I, I, this is the whole reason why I'm doing this. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think about this head coaching gig uh, for Pete DeBoer, what you think about Jim Nill and all of this, or just anything in general about uh, this signing. But uh, one thought that came to my head about, and why I'm a little bit more excited about this is I, I don't, and, and I'm, I might be crazy in my thinking in this, but it seems like with this hiring that Jim Nill still believes that this team can contend. And he believes that this team is still good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Now, it's over the past couple of years, Stars fans have probably thought different about that. But if we had hired Mark Savard, as much as I would have been excited about that, Mark Savard has only coached one year as a head coach in the OHL. And yes, he took his team all the way to uh, the OHL finals, and he did a fantastic job with the Windsor Spitfires and Wyatt Johnson. But I and I believe that that head coaching gig, if Mark Savard had gotten it, would have been more of an experiment than this head coaching gig with Pete DeBoer taking the reins on this. And and y'all can tell me if you think I'm crazy with this, but it gets me excited because it makes me believe that Jim Nell still thinks we're close and that ownership still thinks we're close. So. It it also means that we're not going into a rebuild. We're not going to suck it up and, you know, you know, go be Buffalo for the next 10 years. No offense, Buffalo. But <laughs> I mean, it, it does make me excited in that way. Does does any of that my thought process make sense? I thought I rambled a little bit too much. I I mean, yeah, but even with Savard, I don't think we would have went to a rebuild. We, we, we saw how effective we were under Montgomery. He figured it out, in my opinion. Uh, it's, if you look at that Windsor roster, like, it is really, like, 
outside of Johnston and Will Coyle, there's nobody on that roster. So he elevated that team, and especially Wyatt Johnston. I really thought he was a reach last year, and then he just does this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I like that I was proven wrong. Um, but it's interesting. I, I do. I can agree on your point of, yeah, it'd be an experiment. But I don't think it would have been a rebuild, you know, if we, even if we went with Mark Savard. I think it would have been, yeah, we can still compete under him. Uh, so he, he elevated his players. I think he would have done the same here. That's really my opinion. I don't think Neil's going to go for the total rebuild as long as you've got Sagan, Ben, and Pavelski on the, you know, on the roster. They're just, I mean, the window is closing for those guys. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he was going to go for the total rebuild. I, I don't think you can if you're Jim Neil, just because, like, again, he's unless he's just planning on retiring or just he's given up. Like, if if we have a season where we fall out of the playoffs, you know, he's just not returning because. The roster is good enough to be in a playoff spot, and it, it's not—it's not a rebuild roster, like someone was saying. Um, you know, like or y'all have been saying, with Henson, Robertson, Audinger, like Miro alone, like it's—it's it's not a roster that's going to land you in the bottom five or anything like that. Um, the, oh, let's—that was it. <laughs> well, I think like with this market, I mean, the owners are not going to go for the total rebuild anyway. It's gonna—it's not going to make you know financial sense to go for the rebuild at you know any point when you've got this roster plus you can't you can't let the dollars fall off like that i mean hey look if there's any any year to go into a total rebuild it's this one i mean the draft next year is loaded with yeah, bedard yeah. with bedard michkov and you could arguably put fantilli in that conversation as well he's not oh, going to put him in that conversation but fantilli is like six a big 63 can play both center wing so, like, if there's any here to be bad, it's this one. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and bring in a couple of other speakers here because they, they requested. But uh, I'll go with Drew first, and then I'll go to James, who's got the Rangers baseball logo. So, um, Drew, if you'd go ahead and unmute and just let us know, uh, what do you think about this whole head coaching hire of Pete DeBoer for the Dallas Stars? Yeah, I think Jim Mills just – keep trying to keep his job right now. He's got one year left on his contract. He needs a playoff he needs a playoff appearance just to keep his job. And if he wants to stay in Dallas, he's not gonna take a risk on Mark Savard, especially since he only has one year coaching. Um I mean it's not my favorite hire, but I'm just glad we don't have Barry Trotz because I think he just worsens all the problems we already have with Dallas. And that's no goal scoring. Okay, and uh, James, uh, go ahead and unmute and let me know what you think, man. Um, James, what do you think about this whole head coaching hire of Pete DeBoer for the Dallas Stars? What's your What do you think, James? All right, maybe we'll come back to James here in a little bit when he unmutes. Um, uh, Blackout Dallas. Um, I think it's Brian. Brian. Um, yep. Brian, why don't you? Okay, all right, Brian. Um, we'll. Uh, we've had a really good conversation so far, but uh, what do you think about uh, the hiring of Pete DeBoer for for Dallas? I mean, at least he didn't jump on Barry Trotz and John Tortilla immediately and call it a day. I mean, I know Pete DeBoer is not the flashiest veteran coach available right now, 
Uh, but, you know, it was smarter than, you know, taking a gamble on Mark Savard and then the stars just completely fall apart, you know, under his system. But, you know, I'm more concerned right now about, you know, Jake Ottinger and then, you know, the prospects we have down in um, down in uh, Canada right now. I mean, you know, we can't just keep stuffing them back down in Canada. Even, you know, once they're 20, they got to move on to the AHL. So I don't know if, um, you know, if they make the roster, but, you know, they got to clear some space on that Cedar Park um, roster in order to make room for these top prospects. I think Jim Nils was smart, man. He wouldn't let those prospects sit forever. I know. And then, you know, Jake Ottinger, you know what happened last year with uh, Robin Leonard. You know, they didn't make the playoffs. He gets thrown under the bus. You know, with Jake Ottinger being a restricted free agent, I'm concerned, you know, if somehow that were to happen and, uh, you know, you know, DeBoer throws Jake Ottinger under the bus, you know, he's gone in free agency. And then, you know, everyone's going to look at Jim Nill like, why didn't you speak up for him or protect him? And, and, you know, that's a fair that that's fair argument to kind of talk about. We kind of talked about it a little bit already. But uh, the main thing that we should be worried about now is, okay, that's, it's settled. He, he's the head coach now. What we really need to be worried about is who does he bring in as assistant coaches? And I've, I've, I'm going to go tonight and I'm going to work do some research on, you know, who he's had as assistants in the past and, you know, why they would be good. But specifically with Jay Gottinger, Brian, I think the main thing that why I'm not worried about it is because Jeff Reese was uh, retained when they released everybody else. So, you know, when bonus was gone, Derek Laxdahl, Todd Nelson, uh, John Stevens, when, when they all left, uh, Jeff Reese was kept here. And then also Kelly Forge was kept here too. So I think that was really important. And that's why I'm not all that worried about the whole Jake Ottinger, uh, Pete DeBoer possible relationship. And I'm also very, very positive that that's something that Jim Nill has talked about with Pete DeBoer, you know, before even offering. Him <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I that's mean, what I, that's what I wrote in the article, you know, that I'm about to publish. You know, once it's been officially named the head coach, once you get the contract settled, you know, I said in the article, I hope Neil has brought up to Pete DeBoer that, you know, Jake Ottinger is your goaltender here in Dallas. Um, and you can't really use him as an excuse to for poor coaching or Got to feel like you kind of had to address it, no? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I mean, Jay, if Jake Ottinger gets put in the AHL, I will be shocked, and I think the entire NHL will be shocked too. There's no chance <laughs> if, that if Ottinger goes in the AHL, he's going to be put on waivers and will be claimed instantly. Oh, so. no doubt, hundred percent. So yeah, you know, Ottinger's not. Going oh, Ottinger won't make it to Cedar Park. He would be snatched immediately. Yeah, he'd be snatched well, by. <laughs> I, I think Nil would. Um... Nil no wouldn't have a job. If that happened, yeah. fire Nil on the spot. <laughs> is gone. I mean, you have a 23 year old goaltender who just, you know, stopped over 60 shots in game seven. And, you know, it's like, oh, you're not good enough again for the NHL. You're going back down to Cedar Park. <laughs> We're going to go with Holpe and Wedgwood as your goaltenders. I don't think yeah, Holpe's a penny in your face. Same with Wedgwood. But, I, don't yeah. think <laughs> I, I think Holpe's done, especially with this injury. 
with his injury right now. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't mind keeping Wedge. So no, Wedge would I hope they keep, um, because he's healthy and he did a pretty good job. You know, if Jake Ottinger, you know, didn't do as well during the game and they had to uh, switch out goalies, you know, and he also came in and did a pretty good job as backup. So I hope they keep him and uh, kick Holtby to the curb. Now, but you guys are all forgetting about, uh, you know, Anton Hudobin, which I know he's he was really hurt uh, and he had a major surgery done. But just because of the nature of the cap right now, it's only going up by a million dollars. Uh, I, I, he, I, I don't think so. I really don't. I, th- I, I think would, he's going to be would given. Bite, uh, I would bite on his contract. I mean, I, I it's you know, he's not here's the go good thing. He's got a year again. left. I would take the cap hit on his contract. Personally, he's got one year left, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But I mean, I've been kind of in the boat of wanting to move him. I've been also kind of in the boat of wanting to move Foxa. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, please. It, it, yeah, and anyways, I really think that it, it, it's going to be okay. I, I think he's going to be given the chance to be the backup, which, you know, in all honesty, that's where he's been the best during his career. He's been a very a very good backup. And now that Ottinger has cemented his role as the number one, there's no doubt in anybody's mind, then I think he will be given that opportunity to stay here. And I think he will perform in his role very well because he's not going to have to play you know, 50 games a, a season or anything like that. And yeah, it, that's, that's, I think he's cooked. So, well, that's but, back, you got, you got Wedgwood, you know, you know, Holby and, and Hudobin. They've all shown they can be a capable backup. It's going to come down to dollars and that's what's going to talk. So I, I think the stars are going to try to get off some cap. I mean, they tried to, they did that with Bishop. I think they're going to try and either get off Foxa, which that has a no move. And I really don't know if he'd even wave. Uh, it's easier to move for Dobin. And if so, you're going to Arizona, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to the hell that is Arizona. Go join Arizona State University. Hey, man, look, look. I will say I'll just do a brief tangent on the Oaks. They, Dylan Genther's going to be a stud. He tore up the W. <laughs> he tore up. He had 91 points. So. <laughs> yep. Well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try and give James one more chance because uh, I, I think he's Yeah, there I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, all sorry right, James. about that. Had that's a technical it, difficulty there. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, Pete DeBoer being hired as the head coach of the Dallas Stars? You know, I see him, I see him doing an okay job. Some people, you know, are going to start hating on him. People are going to like him. But – I, I I was reading all through this stuff on the news and stuff. It said like this will be our fifth fifth starters coach since 2017. It had Lindy Ruff from 2013 2017. Ken Hitchcock returned to coach in 2017 2018 season. Jim Montgomery coached in 2018 2019, and then Rick Bonus coached from 2019 2022. And um, it was reading how does like. Um, out of the, it was with the replacement process with 30 and 35 candidates all in the organization. Uh, they had an article in here reading about, like, there's a lot of good candidates out there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of good guys got released from their teams this spring on a good side. A lot of great candidates for us moving forward. It says, we'll take our time. I think we're, we're a great decision for the next head coach, whoever it is. But then, like it said, like one of the top candidates tied for the stars was former Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy. 
And uh, I don't, I don't particularly like. To be honest, I'm not a Bruins fan, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so I have no idea how how he would do. Bruce Cassidy um had was he he had elite five v five play uh, last year with, uh every pretty much every year with the Bruins. His five v five play was like arguably the best in the league. Okay, okay. Yeah, so and I like I want to like I'll talk about y'all and the goaltenders. Like I don't like. I I believe in Jake Otter and Wedgwood, to be honest with y'all. I know some people want to see Hudobin back. But Hopi, kick that guy on the – whoever said kick him on the side of the road, I'm in. <laughs> so, and I feel you know, bad. Because when we played the game against Washington, you saw how the fans reacted to him. Like, how they, you know – There was one game. Yeah. Holby yeah. played pretty. Holby played well, pretty much like all season when he was healthy. Oh yeah, he bounced back well. He had yeah. one of the spectacular saves all season. You know the potential was there. His problem was just the injuries, and we don't know how that plagued him in that game against Washington. And he could have had. It was he had what a hip injury? Yeah, a hip injury. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think he's done. See, every player like every player has an injury in their life, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to come back from, but. If they're lucky to bounce back from that injury, like if the doctor knows what they're doing, to be honest. so like, so yeah, so let's see what this new head coach can do. To be honest with y'all, so I mean, as far as the backups go, I think Wedgwood has shown you know great potential, and he's you know he seems to be pretty healthy, stays healthy. So you know, agreed. One goal I also kind of like agreed. the storyline of Wedgwood. I mean, he's been pretty much a journeyman throughout his whole career, and a journeyman finding a home is something. I think we've seen with the stars as of late. Hey, let's hope he let's hope he adds a little bit more decoration to his like goalie pads and stuff, please. I mean, hell, if you he's don't an MC, he's a Marvel fan. Body. We saw if we saw that with the mask. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> hey, on first like, round exit, he... we need you to like make a draw a picture yeah, yeah, for you. us yeah, with Otter it. holding a piece of wood. <laughs> we need we need the artistic capabilities back, Ben. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have any uh, ice rink in front of me to paint on, so uh, if y'all can... <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's what we need. Hey, this happens with the board. The we need... We need you need no, no, you got it, With a sword through his fucking body. If, it ha- if that happens. You know, for all those that paint, that got the experience to paint the ice, like, it was just, like, for season ticket holder people, like, they're thinking about making that an experience, like, for, like, like if they put it on there, like I'll pick that any day. Like oh, it's yeah, not every was... day you get to paint the ice, you know. So. Yeah, I agree, James. That was that was phenomenal. That was one of the coolest things. And for all of those who are listening, if you ever see me at a hockey game, that picture, like I wear, I have the cowboy hat, the green eyebrows. I wear my Jimmy Van jersey with pride. So. And he has a Jimmy, lot of pucks going past him on the plaza. So don't forget <laughs> to look for that. Yeah. They got the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, if you if the NHL wanted me, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So well, hope to get to know y'all better. So yeah. Well, I, I think all you guys who uh, volunteered to speak, uh, appreciates all y'all's thoughts, and I think we're gonna close it out here for tonight. Uh, really appreciate all of you guys uh, with your thoughts and uh, letting us know what you guys thought about uh, the next head coach of the Dallas Stars. So everyone else, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll hope to do one of these again soon. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the conversation about Pete DeBoer becoming the next head coach. Follow us on social media. Please leave us a five-star review if you like our content. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you have a good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Goodbye.